Jesus, I must tell Jesus, I cannot bear my burdens alone. I must tell Jesus, I must tell Jesus, Jesus can help me, Jesus alone. Scripture teaches us pray without ceasing. If we tell Jesus we're going to find ourselves praying without ceasing. There is so much to talk to the Lord about. You find yourself praying all along the way. During the day. You may find yourself getting up in the morning. <clears throat> go to the bathroom. Cleaning yourself up. But even while you're doing that, you find yourself talking to the Lord. Many things... <clears throat> many things to talk to the Lord about. You finish up in the bathroom and then maybe you head off to the kitchen find something to eat. There you find yourself more to talk to the Lord about. Maybe giving Him thanks for a night of rest giving Him thanks for the dawning of a new day, giving Him thanks for food to eat. Oh, we find ourselves so much to pray about and talking to the Lord. I must tell Jesus we must tell the Lord Um, sometime they may be you may, may be accused of talking to yourself when you're talking to the Lord you may get a little audible about with it and someone else hear you and says what did you say excuse me what did I, I was just talking to the Lord well, that happens in talking to the Lord. Then you begin your day and you go out and you get in your car. No one there, it's just you and the Lord. And you find yourself talking to the Lord still. And sometimes maybe getting a little bit audible about it. But no one there, just you and the Lord. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with you. But I'll tell you one thing, it sure is good to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus that is close enough that you can talk with Him about whatever is going on in your life.
believe you me, he knows quite well. He knows quite well, and he's concerned. He's concerned. Do you have an ache or a pain in your body? The Lord knows about it. The truth is, He knows more about it than you know about yourself. <clears throat> it don't hurt to talk to the Lord about it. And you may have to ask Him, what should I do about it? If you got a, sometimes our aches and pains they they come, but then they gradually go away. That's most generally what happens. But then there are some things that come in our life you need to do something about it. You may need to go see a doctor. Well, you do it. But talk to the Lord. Oh, He's concerned about what goes on in our lives. I spoke to you last Sunday morning on the subject of self-examination. We call that one. Today is actually a continuation of that same sermon. Self-examination except we put a two at the back of this one. Second Corinthians chapter 13 and verse number 5 I read examine yourselves whether you be in the faith prove your own selves know you not your own selves how that Jesus Christ is in you except ye be reprobates but I trust that you shall know that we are not reprobates claiming to be something we're not turn with me now to Matthew chapter 7 and we look in verses 1 through 5 Matthew 7 verse 1 through 5 judge not that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Or, how wilt thou say to thy brother, let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye. <laughs> Thou hypocrite! First cast out the beam out of thine own eye, 
And then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. Now the emphasis in the scriptures is more on examining ourselves than it is on examining others. This is evidenced not only in our present text, but also various other places. Look at yourself before you look at others. 1 Corinthians 11.28 says, But let a man examine himself. In Galatians chapter 6 and verse number 4 I read, <clears throat> But let every man <clears throat> prove or examine his own work. It's not a matter of what someone else has done. But look at yourself. Then Lamentation chapter 3 and verse number 40 let us search and try or examine our ways and turn again back to the Lord. Self-examination will always reveal to us the need to draw closer to the Lord. I think we all pretty well recognize we need to be closer to the Lord but when we examine ourselves, we really see it very clearly. We need to draw closer to the Lord. We need a closer walk with the Lord. <clears throat> Personally, it's a part of my daily prayer life. I might be able to be drawn closer to the Lord. I want to walk close with the Lord. I need a close, <coughs> warm <coughs> fellowship with the Lord. <coughs> and I need a cough drop. <coughs> and I don't have one. But if anyone's got one that you haven't sucked on yet, <coughs> Reminds me of the story I heard of a preacher and his assistant pastor visiting home. And the lady and the pastor talking, talking. The assistant pastor sitting there <clears throat> eating her peanuts. We finished, the preacher said, I apologize to my assistant eating all her peanuts. She said, Don't worry about it, Pastor. I had already set the chopping off of them already. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
Thank you. <clears throat> Somebody had already brought this water to me. Who did that? Joy and I appreciate you doing that. <clears throat> and Wade, I appreciate you bringing it over to me. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> we talked about self-examination last week. And last Sunday, we asked, Do I truly love the Lord, my God, with every fiber of my being? I wish we could all say, Oh, yeah, I do. But we sure find out real quick when we begin to examine ourselves that we don't love the Lord as much as we ought to. We need to love the Lord more. Do I truly love my fellow man as I love myself? I wish we could say we do, but the truth of the matter is we don't. Am I truly trusting in God's grace and His Christ alone for all of myself? You better, you'd better be trusting God's grace and His grace alone for all of your salvation. Because if you don't, you're not saved. Salvation is of the Lord. It's totally of the Lord. And then, number four, what would the world think of Christianity if my life were the standard by which it is judged? Oh, may our lives add up to what we claim to be. What would the world think of Christianity if my life were the standard by which it is judged? And how many people would be told about the Lord <clears throat> and the Gospel if every Christian told as many people as I do? I'm afraid there wouldn't be a lot of people know about the Lord if everybody told as many as we do. Oh, may God help us to be more faithful about telling others about the Lord Jesus. Uh, we've met some people through the years, faithful witnesses for the Lord. And it seems that their life just blossoms in testifying about the Lord Jesus. I had a man was in a store. Someone walked up to him and asked him a question. Are you a Christian? He said, yes, I am. He said, why do you ask? He said, I just thought you were just by the way you act. That's good. That's good. Oh, may God help us. Act like a child. Act like what we really are. 
Today, I'd like to speak to you and ask this question. Do I pray as I ought? Do I pray as I ought? When should your prayer life begin? I've got a feeling that the truth of the matter is our prayer life maybe ought to begin before you get out of bed. Just talk to the Lord a little bit. In other words, you begin to talk with the Lord from the time that you wake up and it's right along during the day. Even when you go out and you get in your car, you crack her up and you begin to drive down the road. You, you may be in the car all by yourself, but you can talk to the Lord. Romans chapter 10 verse 13 says, it says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on Him whom they have not believed? Do you begin your, have you begun your Christian pilgrimage with prayer? No doubt you probably did. At the time that you got saved, you had reason, no doubt, to pray. You prayed, ask the Lord to forgive your sins. You ask the Lord to, to save your soul. So you begin with prayer. And have I since that time stayed in communion with the Lord? Stay with the command, pray without ceasing. In First Thessalonians chapter five, verse seventeen. Do I follow the model prayer given by the Lord Jesus? In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 5. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. They stood up to pray publicly and just to be seen of men. Jesus said, they've had their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou shut thy door, Pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which is seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. When you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, 
For your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask. And after this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Or, on the other hand, am I too busy to pray? Or am I so self-centered, I don't think I need to pray? Do I often commune with God in prayer? Folks, I tell you right now, we sure need to. We sure need to. Or do I pray to Him only when I need a quick fix? I tell you what, it's embarrassing when you have to pray. I mean, you've got to get there quickly. And you come to the throne of grace and it seems like you haven't been there in a while. I tell you what, it's good for us to be so familiar with the throne of grace that when you need a, a quick fix, you're well familiar with the place because you've been there so often. We speak to you from time to time encouraging don't let the sun go down on a day in which you have not read the Bible. I'll tell you one another. Don't let an hour go by that you haven't prayed. we got something to pray about all the time. All the time. When in the world would you ever have an hour in your life that you don't need to pray? We need to pray. There's not an hour in the day that you don't need to pray. It's true. We need to pray. And it's good for us to be able to pray. Let me tell you something, folks. The Lord knows us better than we know ourselves. And it's good for us. You know, there's a song that says, And He walks with me and He talks with me. And He does. He walks with us and He talks with us. And He tells me I am His own. We are. He loves us. The truth of that is He loves us better than we love ourselves. We need to have a close walk and a close fellowship with the Lord. <clears throat> so 
But we can talk with him about anything and everything goes on in and around our lives. We have so much to talk to the Lord about. Then my next question is, do I read the Bible as I ought? Do I spend more time reading God's Word than I do man's writings? Are the Holy Scriptures my delight and by meditation all the day? Or do I instead find greater pleasure reading other writings? Oh, may God help us to find time to read the Scriptures. I've told you this before, and I think of those of you, <coughs> you will know it anyway. By the help of the Lord, I read the Bible through every year. And I don't ever get ahead. In other words, the Bible reading for today, I've already read it. I did that first thing this morning. I do not read today tomorrow's reading. I read today's reading. And I don't read till tomorrow's until tomorrow gets here. At the end of the year, the last day of the year, I read the last chapters of the Bible. It puts me through the Bible for the year. Folks, it should never be that we let the sun go down on a day that we don't read the Scriptures. We need the Word of God. Read the Bible and pray every day. It's needful for us to do just that. Are the Holy Scriptures our delight? Our meditation all day? Thy law is my delight. This is Psalm 119 and verse 77. And then verse 70 it says, I delight in thy law. Psalm 140, 174. Uh, that is Psalm 119, 174. Thy law is my delight. And then Psalm 119 and verse 97. How I love thy law it is my meditation all day. Meditating on the Word of God. May that be for us. Holy Scriptures. It's good for us to have the Scriptures on our mind, in our heart, all the time. And not one way to do that. And that's to be in the Scriptures every day. There should never be a day in your life child of God that you don't read the Scriptures. You ought to be in the Scriptures from morning and as much as you can during the day. Oh, may God help us 
to be lovers of the Word of God, to meditate upon the Word of God. And then do I look for the Lord Jesus Christ in every text. As you read the Bible, do you look for the Lord Jesus? He's there. He's there. Luke 24 verse 27 reads, And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, He expounded unto them in all of the Scriptures the things concerning Himself. This is Jesus. Jesus is explaining the things concerning Himself in all of the Scriptures. He is found in all of the Scriptures. Oh, may God help us as we read the Word of God to look for the Lord Jesus. John chapter 5 and verse 39 says, Search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of Me. The Scriptures testify of the Lord Jesus. He's in the Scriptures. As you read the Bible, look for the Lord Jesus. He's there. He's there. Look for Him. Then I might ask this question. How much time would be spent reading the Word of God if every Christian read it as much as I do? How much time would be spent in reading the Word of God in this church if everybody in this church read the Scriptures as much as you do. Oh, may God help us to be faithful readers of the Word of God. And then I've got another question. Do I faithfully attend worship services of my church? Do I faithfully attend the worship service of my church? Look over this congregation and you're going to see some people but every time you come to church, they're here. Every time you come to church, they're here. Are you one of those? Every time there's a service, you're here. This church has got some members like that. Now, I'm not one of them. But I'm not here on Sunday night and I'm not here on Wednesday night. But there are others of you here Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. And you do it week after week after week. And you should because you live here. I don't because I don't live here. But you ought, if, as long as you live here, you ought to be here every service. Attend every service and do it faithfully. 
Uh, <coughs> you think of some others that are no longer with us. Um, Dave, Snyder, Bonnie. Bonnie, your mom and daddy, they were too, but when they were here, ever service. Ever service. I never will forget. It's so easy for me to think about uh, your mom and dad. I remember they came to church to see a baby get baptized. <laughs> that baby was a man. But anyway, it gave opportunity for me to go and visit Bonnie's mom and daddy, visit their home. Bonnie's daddy was not saved yet mm -hmm. at that time. His mouth was full of hells and dams. And worse. And I sat there in his home, I went, Bonnie, I thought to myself, maybe I need to tell him my wife is sitting here. But then I thought, I don't think I better say anything then because he may tell me what for. <laughs> I didn't say anything. We got in our car and we were driving away from your mom and dad's house. I looked over to the house and I told the woman, I said, ain't no hope for that guy. Ain't no hope for that guy. But you know what? We came to this church the next service and when we got here, we got to the church and guess who's Van was already in the parking lot. Your mom and daddy. Already here. And it was that way, service after service after service. Came time, come to know the Lord. Faithful, faithful, faithful. You know what, Bobby? You come from good stock. Yeah. Your mom and dad walked with the Lord after they got saved and faithful. I thank God for the faithful attendance of people like Don and Mary and Tenney when they were alive. But they're gone. And that may be said of you and me that when we were here, we were faithful in church attendance like was Don and Mary and Tenney. And then I ask my question, do I obey the command of Hebrews chapter 10.25? Forsake not the assembling of ourselves together as a manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. Or do I on the other hand need no need for exhortation, fellowship, 
and being fed with the preached Word of God. Don't have any need for that. Oh, may God help us realize we do have a need for it. We have a need for the preached Word of God. We have a need for the fellowship of the saints being in assembly together. How many worship services would my church have if my presence were required? In other words, if you're not there, no service. How many times there'd be no service because you didn't show up? Oh, may God help us. Be here every time. But I want God to visit my house with the same frequency with, I, with which I visit His house. Be here every time. Do I always confess I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Psalm 122 and verse 101. I was glad when they said, let's go to the church. Or do I instead consider it an inconvenience to attend church and look for reason not to do so? And a multitude of people, that fits them perfectly. Do anything they can to keep from going to church. They don't want to go. And that's the reason they're not here today. They're not here because they don't want to be here. Not here and not any church. They have no interest in going to any church. You have a desire to be in the house of God. You thank God that you have such a desire. When I attend, do I rejoice in the privilege of sitting at Christ's table? It's a joy to have the privilege to sit here to worship, to sing, to pray, to hear the Word of God taught, to hear the Word of God preached. It's a privilege. Do you thank the Lord for that? And when I attend, am I faithful in speaking with one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in my heart to the Lord? <clears throat> Some folks come in joyful, speaking to others, Friendly. Oh, it makes it good. There are others, however, I remember years ago, I had a church member. She's going to be at the Lord now. Her name was Genevieve. Genevieve was not one to be in church on time. Most always, she never came to Sunday school. Most always, she would come 
to the service after the service had already begun. And when she would come in, of course I'm on the pulpit, and I'm able to see what's going on out here. When I see Genevieve come in, and she comes in, and she gets behind another member. And she gets behind that other member in just such a manner that I can't see her head. But I know she's there because I saw her go there. But once in a while her head come out a little bit. <laughs> Sometimes she doesn't Sister, why didn't you just stay home? <laughs> oh boy. <clears throat> that was Genevieve. That, uh, Genevieve's gone to be with the Lord now. I preached her funeral. And uh, <clears throat> now then, let's move right along. i got to move it quickly. Do I faithfully support the church? The life, uh, financial tithes and offerings. Do I rob God on the other hand from tithes and offerings, or do I instead give liberally to His cause? <clears throat> Malachi three ten says, "Will a man rob God? Yea, you've robbed me." You say, "Where do we rob thee?" and tithes and offerings. You're cursed for the curse, for you've robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes of the storehouse, that I may meet in mine house, and prove me herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, not, uh, if I will not open you the windows of heaven, and pour you out a blessing, there shall not be room enough to receive it. <clears throat> My sister... There's a lady that loves the Lord. And i tell you one thing. She's a lady that believes in tithing. And I observed the fact it seemed like someone's having a problem of some sort. One of the first things that pops in their mind is are you tithing of your income? Well, I'll tell you one thing. You don't cut back on the Lord because He knows what you've got because He's the one that gave it to you. Yeah. <clears throat> Don't try to be stingy with the Lord and you're going to find He's going to bless you more than you could ever imagine. Then my last point is am I truly a Christian or am I just fooling myself and thinking that I am one? Am I a Judas Iscariot who would betray the Lord Jesus for worldly gain? Would Christ say of me, as Paul said of another in 2 Timothy 4.10, Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. How do I answer Don John Newton's question? 
Says the point I long to know. Often it comes anxious thought. Do I love the Lord or no? Am I His or am I not? If we have a problem with self-examination, let's pray for God to examine us. Psalm 26 and verse number 2, Examine me, O Lord, prove me, try my wrens, my mind, my heart. Psalm 139 verse 23 and following, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my faults, and see if there be some wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. We're beginning the new year 2024. I think this is what second Sunday, I think. May God help us to be faithful to Him and serve Him faithfully in this new year. Serve Him faithfully every day. Live right the Lord is with us. Read your Bible every day. Pray every day. Pray one for another. We have prayer lists, names of members on it. I encourage you to pray over that prayer list. All members of this church, we need each other's prayers. Pray for me. I recognize I'm I'm getting up near as old as some of you. Oh, may God help us. Time's going to come. There's going to be some changes around here. And one of them, no doubt, going to be me. The next man, no doubt, he won't be white-headed. He may be bald-headed. <laughs> He may be red-headed, but pray for him, whoever he is, in that time coming. But until then, let's be faithful, we continue on serving the Lord like we're to do it for a long time yet to come. Let's all stand and we'll be this next. Brother David, would you lead us please as we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your stay. Thank you for each one that's here today. Just be with us. And uh, we all go home and get home safe. Guys, do the right thing and right choices. And uh, thank you for what you with. Especially your word. And keep on learning your word. Just be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank <laughs> you.